Jackson, Billy Brownless. And a very good morning it is, everyone, and welcome to the first day of Melbourne's all-new 24-hour sports radio station, SEN 1116. We are delighted if you've woken up with the morning glory, and hope you'll stay with us as we bring you the most comprehensive and up-to-the-minute sports analysis, news and results from here and abroad. We also are going to have a lot of fun and make it entertaining as well, and how could it not be with my two co-hosts sitting in the studio alongside me, William Brownless and Tim Watson. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Billy, and what a delight it is to be here this morning with you both. It is indeed. G'day, Timmy. G'day, Gaza. And top of the morning to all our listeners out there. I think there's five this morning, Gaz. Ah, no, yeah. it will be growing extensively throughout the course of the morning, will we? Certainly hope we have got a massive show ahead, as we will have each and every weekday between 6 and 9am. And just to run through a few of our guests on this very first day... Hit us, hit us with them. Mark Webber. Oh, shows great hope in the Go Formula Kart. 1. Go-kart. No, Will, I see you've been doing a bit of homework, which is good news. He's going to join us. The Jaguar driver, of course, they've launched a new car. There are a few problems, too, oh, they tell us. There. So we're going straight Shackle to the source, talk to Mark Webber. What about this for a blast from the past? Yeah, the segment, I'm still kicking. Very, very appropriate. Peter Corder, the former Australian Open. 1998. Ring a bell with you at no. all? Yeah. You know what he's good? Um, what I remember him for doing? <laughs> the goose step. Remember that goose step he did? The, uh... oh, it was a scissors. It wasn't like a scissor. A scissor yeah. jump over the net or something. And, no, uh, you're right. The Uncle Doug's? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's very topical. Much controversy around the tennis world, of course, with mm. the uh, Greg Rosetsky case. So uh, looking forward to speaking to Peter. We've, cra we've tracked him down. It's taken us a couple of weeks. Where is he? Not tell him. Right. We're not telling him. We're not anyone to come in and cut our lunch. Tim Lane is going to join us each and every Monday and Friday oh. to have a look at what's happened over the weekend in sport from 8 o'clock onwards for an hour and also on Friday to, to look ahead. I've got some questions for Tim too. Have you? Oh, about the cricket. What about Brett Lee? How in the hell did we put Brett Lee back into that sign? Well, who I don't want to preempt well, we'll pre your later. Monday shocker, but that is a, another segment of ours. And I reckon Brett Lee just might get a bit of a mention throughout the yeah, course throw of the morning. Too. And, of course, um, when you think you've had enough football, you're going to get more football yeah, here on the morning glory. Nathan Buckley, oh. the reigning Brownlow medalist, Collingwood captain, is hey, going to join us as well. Oh, I've got a story on Ed, that. Eddie's driving him in, I think. Ed's going to drive him in just way out the front and well, drive him back Had a big home. night down at Portsea, Ed. Edward, oh, did he? Oh, news travels oh, fast. and a huge one. And I'll tell you, well, There's just a... hold that because Deep Throat is going to join us out of the 7.30 News, a segment each and every day. All little newsy bits of gossip that's going around the world of sports. So I look forward to hearing from Deep Throat and any of our callers, of course, can uh, contribute to that segment. Well, someone else was down there too, Portsea, at the weekend. Who might that be? Well, it might have been a, a director of another football club, another Melbourne football club, who was just there uniting himself with the players. And it's a good thing too, I think. We have got them Dermy. out and about everywhere. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <Dermy>. <laughs> Well, Dermot, of course, we'll run through our station lineup throughout the course of the morning and give you a bit of a taste of what you can expect over the coming 24 hours. It is a, a big day, there's no doubt about it for us here at SEN 1116, a massive day. And we've come in here, we've uh, been looking forward to this and preparing for a month, but we have uh, been greeted with some uh, very, very sad news this morning. And, um, well, Victorian cricket coach David Hooks is, as we speak, fighting for his life in the Alfred Hospital after an attack outside a St Kilda hotel around midnight. 48-year-old Hooks was drinking with Victorian South Australian players at the Beacons Field Hotel after the Bush Rangers win over the Redbacks. And he was assaulted after leaving the hotel, the incident apparently occurring some 50 metres away. It is believed this stage that the incident was between Hooks and one of the hotel's security staff. 
Ambulance paramedics arrived to find Hooks unconscious and not breathing. They worked for about half an hour to revive him before rushing him to the Alfred where he is listed as being in a critical condition. His wife, Robin, is by his side and his teammates are gathered waiting for word. A 22-year-old St Albans man is being questioned by St Kilda police witnesses and players have also given statements to police. So, as much as we'd like to be up and, and bouncing around the studio, that is uh, just devastating news. David Hooks is a, is a great friend of ours all, uh, of all of ours, of course, and uh, doing a wonderful job with the Victorian cricket team and um, that is the worst possible news to wake up to this morning. So our thoughts, obviously, with... Uh, with David and his family and friends and teammates and um, we'll keep you uh, as informed as we possibly can. We'll cross shortly to the Alfred Hospital to get an update but uh, boys that is, um, well, well, I can't say it any other way. Well, Put it down, we're on proceedings. I know, I can, uh, I can tell by the look on your face Gary and he's a good mate of yours. He I know is. he's been a good mate for a long time and uh, I guess the only thing I can say is that uh, you know our, our thoughts and our prayers are with, uh, with Hooksy's family at the moment but uh, by that uh, by what you've read there this morning it just doesn't sound too flash for David Hooks. No it doesn't. Details um, are very sketchy as you'd understand. As we say the incident allegedly happened uh, just after midnight so um, news crews everyone's down there at the moment trying to get information. Uh, you wouldn't expect there'd be too many of his teammates thinking. Celebrating a, a great win in the ING Cup the Victorian Bushrangers over the South Australia who also of course Hooksy having spent how much of his cricketing life and uh, his broadcasting life over in South Australia is a massive name in uh, in sport, in the media, uh, of course working on 3AW and also with Fox Sports and um, just an enormously popular and charismatic character and uh, he is a fighter too. Well, see, that's one thing that uh, he's got going for him. And Gary, I was reading at the weekend about uh, an article that had been written about him in the A's, Peter Roebuck had written about, uh, about Hooksy and I probably thought the same thing, you know, when, when the Victorians named him as their, as their coach, I thought that was a pretty unusual thing to do given that he's had such a commitment to the media but he's been able to actually handle that position extremely well and you only have to look at the position of the bush rangers this year on top of the pure cup table doing well on the ing and the fact that they've been able to promote players and the flair they and, play and, with. and the flair which was a hallmark of the way that david hooks played his own cricket too look controversy never ever far away from hooks he, yeah. he was a, he is a very strong-willed man and always speaks his mind great company um and and an argument never far away from the lips of Hooksy and uh, I think we all raised our eyebrows a bit when he was appointed as coach of Victoria not not um, only for the reasons that you pointed out but also because he was um, and is a very very strong South Australian supporter particularly in AFL footy and that great you know, cross rivalry between the two states was something he thrived on and he loved giving it to the Vicks at every single opportunity and uh, and I, I know these great mates over there in South Australia, KG Cunningham and Graham Corns, um, almost fell out of bed when they heard the news that he'd been appointed as a coach of the Victorian cricket side. And uh, and as you say, he's done a, an amazing job. And um, you know, even the, the appointment of Cameron White, a young fellow, yeah. as an interim captain, while Darren Berry uh, recovered from that injury, was something that I don't think too many people anticipated. But he's been proven right. I mean, Cameron White's done a great job, as you say. The Vicks are flying and. Uh, and Hooksy's made his mark on this Victorian cricket team in a short period of time. So long the Vicks have been kicked around from pillar to post. Mm. And uh, I think he, what he's done in doing that is he's raised the profile of local cricket. And uh, it was a brave decision by uh, the Victorian cricket, but I think that it's been a successful one. And you only have to look through the pages of the papers now. We love a winner, don't we? Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've seen the Vicks get as much publicity as what they have in the last uh, six months. 
And, uh, I mean, that's got to be a good thing too. He gives you a headline every time he talks to the reporters. There's a headline there. So, And just on that, Gaz, so is he... Like critical or has? Yeah, um, look uh, again, Billy. We uh, we will cross shortly to the Alfred Hospital and get as much information as we possibly can. He is uh, fighting for his life right. um, at the Alfred hmm. Hospital. Just repeating that news after an incident outside St Kilda Hotel. So. Again, we'll say it and we'll continue to say it throughout the course of the morning and in fact I'm sure we all will throughout the course of the day that uh, our thoughts with David and his family and um, as I said earlier, he is a fighter and um, and he'll fight the good fights and we just hope that um, we hope that he can pull through. So plenty else happening in the world of sport of course. It is a down note to start on uh, our first day here in the morning glory on SCN 11.16 but uh, We've got a show to get through, and as I said, we've got plenty of sporting news around the traps. I guess, boys, one of the questions, I want to ask you guys a question that we get most asked over the past month or so when the news that we're going to a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week sports <laughs> format is, what are you going to do? How are you going to fill 24 hours of sport? And uh, we've done a little bit of work, we've done a bit of homework, and it's staggering just how much is happening in the world of sport not only here but abroad and we are going to keep everyone all our listeners up to date with the latest news from here in victoria around australia and of course overseas we've got some terrific guests and contributors are going to help us through throughout the three hours and uh got the uh, sheepdog trials at castanon we'll be all over that mm. we will be all over the sheepdog trials we'll be all over the darts down at back of smash whatever you want to hear but of course fly fishing that's no, not it's not, not 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 the best radio uh broadcast fly fishing but, but we've got the fly fishing championships coming up you'd as well. be surprised You'd be surprised how many fly fishing enthusiasts there are out there, Bill. But we're going to do plenty of footy as well. Because, oh, good. Uh, that's, that's what I know about. That is probably the only thing. And I am looking forward <laughs> to you grow as a sporting expert over the next 12 months. Your knowledge will expand as long, along with your waistline. Footy and cricket, that'll do. Uh, I think there's a few other things we can talk well, about. Well, something else quite symbolic that probably, arguably, I pose this question to What is Australia the biggest sporting event? here in Australia. What, what, from an international perspective At as the well? minute? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a tennis tournament happening today. The Australian Open. Mm. Well, it's just symbolic that we launch on the day that the Australian Open kicks off, of course, just down the road here at uh, Flinders Park. Yeah. One and of my favourites is playing first up at 11am. We're going to follow her. She's a wild card. Yeah. This will be good. Olivia... Olivia is her name. She plays for Australia, <laughs> and she's playing Justine hennen Harden. And just while we're on that, Billy, can you just go through the uh, the women's side of the draw there, just some of the matches that have oh, been played today? Been through a couple of them there. Uh, I went to the tennis party last night at Crown. Did you? Yes. Who did you meet? You are our social our, our social tennis correspondent. Will we? You wanted in. How did you get invited to the tennis part, uh, party? Well, I got a little friend at Crown, and she invited me along, yeah. and uh, I thought I'd stay up the night because our first uh, morning, well, you which went was right good. Through, did you? No, no. Had a couple of frothies there with a couple of them but you yeah. stayed at crown last night yes i did and to love the best fluffy pillows you ever see but let me tell you <laughs> i recognize one player and one player only yeah venus williams she was here last night yeah. was there anything about her appearance that actually she's a, big a, she's tall tall How tall as you and uh quite attractive did actually you, well, did you do you're now a cutting edge sporting mm. reporter did you happen to wander over venus to have a chat and find out how she's placed you know she's uh, got a big opportunity some of the big names in a women's tennis not here <laughs> no i didn't but she wasn't there long no there's a few players left a couple of the men's left and she followed what are you trying to, they left. what are you trying to say she might be. I don't know. I had me spies around. Right. Right. Save it, Bill. Right. Save it for she 730. Might be might the the, the Dietro might have that for us. He's got some news. He's got some big news, he tells us. Uh, we should just explain. Dietro is a man who contacted us soon after we announced that what we'd be starting... What kind of name's that? 
Well, this is what he wanted to call himself. He didn't want to be identified, but he is right at the cutting edge of sporting news and right. gossip, and uh, he's going to ring us each and every morning, just out of 7.30, and just fill us in with what is happening. A local identity? I don't know. I, I can't, well, I've I can't, never met him. I've never met him. But he's bona fide, he's uh, Why didn't you impressive. talk to us about this before you made disappointment? Well, I just wanted to surprise you. I just wanted to bring something to the table. What's he going to do? Rumours and things. Well, also fact, Bill. He's going to break some stories here on the Morning Glory. He's oh. going to give you some stories that uh, no one else would have heard about. And uh, After 7.30? Just out of 7.30 news. Oh, I recognise his voice. Then we're going to take calls as well. We can have contributors all around the place. Watched the cricket last night, stayed up. What about the... Um... Oh, that is a love match made in heaven, that one. What is? <laughs> that one, Billy's breaking on here this morning. No, oh, hey, it's all <laughs> Venus Williams. No, don't go with that. Don't go with that. But, uh... Uh, stayed up last night too, and... Uh... What did you do last night, Gaz? I uh, stayed up, had a bit of a look at the um, the cricket. Just wanted to make sure oh. we're on top of all that. And um... What do you think? Got some thoughts on on the one day cricket at the moment. <laughs> well, not, I don't think, I don't think they're tip, uh, particularly original, but it's lost its luster. One day international cricket. Not last night when they needed 26 off 13 balls. Nah, it? it was a foregone conclusion. A long way. Out. There is a very very um, much a sameness about the way one day international cricket's played at this point in time. So you think it's a bit boring? Boring. Yeah, I, I would say. I need so. to shake up the rules. Uh, yeah, India were absolutely sensational last night. How yeah, good have they been, the Indians? They have been fantastic all through the test. They've actually given it up. It's been like New Zealand. They've had a crack at the Aussies and bowled short last night a couple of times. And uh, I, I really, you got to take it off. They've been fantastic. And Ganguly, who I reckon everyone in Australia hated his guts before he came out here, <laughs> yeah. mate, he's, he's turned himself around. And you got to admire him. He's been fantastic, old Gangas. Well, you were a champion schoolboy cricketer yourself. Yes. What did you think of their batting performance? What about Saywag? Oh, no, that's the greatest thing ever, the opening pair. Even uh, Saywag, who just, he, he's got no footwork, he just, great eyeball, con, uh, what do you call it? Uh, coordination. Coordination. He just hits them everywhere. And the other opener, uh, what's the other Chopra. opener? Chopra. Chopra. He just gets out there and it's stone walls and, and their uh, opening partnerships have just been sensational. They've got them on the go, but their top six would be the best anywhere. Best top six going around international cricket? Well, he can't get drive it out. He made 70-odd last night. Yeah. He just cannot get him out. VVS, VVS comes in and smashes him. Is he as good as VVN? Uh, yes, VVS. Who's VVN? Vivian Richards. Vivian Richards. Oh, Vivian. Yeah. Oh, okay. IVA, in actual fact. IVA? What does the I stand for? Isaac Vivian Alexander Richards. Oh, One of the greatest players of all time. But, uh, yeah, no, watch the, watch the cricket last night. Had a look at, had a look at that. And, um, yeah, they are in very good nick. You're absolutely right. Bill. What about the <laughs> other mob? You just want to overhaul the game. The other mob that aren't. I overhaul the game. I, it, it, I could write you the script on how one day cricket match is going to unfold. I could write it for you now. Right, what's going to happen next? Oh, well, I know what will happen with Zimbabwe. Oh, what will happen in Zimbabwe? They'll be able to make it. They come out, you've got the fielding restrictions. Yeah. I, I want, I'll give you a job, Bill. You are our cricketing expert, no. so we're in a bit of trouble. <laughs> but uh, 15 overs, yeah. but there's fielding restrictions, so that whoever's in at the time just yeah. goes hammer and tong. And gets to about 80? 15 overs, just goes, smashes them. They try now and, and get it to at least 80, maybe 100. Mm. Then the field gets pushed back, and you get probably, uh, I don't know, 30 overs or, or 20 five overs of four or five just pushing into yeah. gaps yeah. little running ones and and you might you very rarely get a two or a three and then there's a bit of a flurry at the end so what are you what are you saying what are you going to do well we need to have a look at it to try and just and do what well these one day uh, restrictions have been in for Leave a long the time in. they've been in for a long time now so um i think we've got to uh 
put our minds together, our collective brains. Everyone's got to bowl two overs each. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. There's one stage there that the Aussies just put on uh, Simons and Michael Clark yesterday, just bowled slow, loopy uh, off spinners mm -hmm. on leg stump just so they could push into little gaps and just run, you know, quick singles. So, Michael yeah, Clark. First day on the job, and we are going to turn one day cricket yeah. around. So You'd have to be uh, Michael Clark. He'd have to be Stephen Tingay separated at birth, wouldn't he? Stephen Michael Tingay. Clark? Yeah, have you noticed the striking resemblance between him and yeah. Stephen Tingay? No. I ran to Stephen Tingo the other day. Gee, he looks like Stephen Tingo. Michael <laughs> Clark. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, this is the he other thing. He doesn't bat like Stephen Tingo. I don't know whether you realise, this might have escaped you over the summer, you two uh, gentlemen. Mm. I know you love your sport, but uh, there's a bloke called Steve Wall that retired. I don't know whether you're on top of that or not. It wasn't in my favour. <laughs> Steve Wall. <laughs> but uh, a very good decision in the end because oh. of the fact that blokes like Michael Clark are just waiting in the wings. Now, had he pushed on... So he gets 80 in his last hit. Steve Wall? Hmm. Oh, you know, and that's a, it was the right time to go out for Steve Waugh. Absolutely the right time to go out. So that when we do tour over the next, uh, over the coming six months, we head over the subcontinent, blokes like Michael Clark are going to get an opportunity to play cricket. And had, Darren Hussey? Darren Hussey, our own. Victoria's own. Haven't we grabbed him? Oh, yeah. Well, he's been absolutely sensational. And now, we should say, in, 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 a, in, a, in a summer of sport that's uh, thrown up some terrific sporting results, probably you don't look at the uh, Pira Cup. For great inspiration, but that, that victory by the Vicks over New South Wales in Newcastle. It's actually David Hussey too, Darren's his brother. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say Darren? Yeah. <laughs> no one, well, Darren's been good for West Australia. No one picked you up. Yeah, but David, <laughs> he just come from nowhere. But that win up in Newcastle, chasing 450. You sure it's Darren? David plays for Victoria. What about Michael? No, Michael. Michael. No, it's David. It's David Hussey. Well, Michael Hussey plays might be his brother. West Australia. Australia. Yeah, no, he plays somewhere else too. Who Darren Hussey? Um, I went to school with it down <laughs> Hey, I, I, can I just raise a point on Steve Warren? We might talk about this a little bit later when Tim Lane we comes in after do. 8 o'clock, and we that will. is I was outraged at a number of people who went after Steve War, claiming that he was selfish. Now, Did of you see all, that run out? Of, Billy, of all the Australian sportsmen that I've ever known, I reckon I admire and love Steve War mm. more than any other sports person well, you're, you're, that I've come in contact with in the time I've been involved view, in What's that? You've got a jaundiced view. What was that? Well, you leave just stage your case. You love him more than any other cricketer. That's right. Well, you're I... never going to come out and say he's selfish, <laughs> are you? No, but I can't, I can't believe that people would think that he's more selfish than any other cricketer because cricket is about protecting your averages. It's about your bowling average. It's about your batting average. I think we've had the greatest leader of cricket in the time that I've been following cricket in Steve Waugh. Better than Mark Taylor? Better than Mark Taylor. Better than Alan Border? Better than Alan Border. Better than Alan Border picked up a team of scrubbers and... Better than Alan Border. ...and brought them back into the, the, uh, the, the credible... I'll tell you, I'll tell you why he's better than Alan Border. Because why? it is more difficult to actually keep a side at the top than to actually get a side at the top. He was actually able to grab hold of that group of players, carry them through and maintain not only maintain a level of performance, but actually raise that level of performance over the time that he was skippering them as well. Yeah, that's a fair point. But, uh, <laughs> I know you. you I like you Alan Border, you, think he was all... you think he was selfish, though, don't you? Uh, no, no. Uh, just at times, and that run out up at the Gabba when he ran out. Uh, He's got a hearing Langer. problem. I got a hearing problem. As you get older, it's more difficult to hear. Bill. Uh, you did mention that uh, Tim Lane's going to join us just after eight o'clock, and I reckon he will want to explore this one a little bit further. I had a conversation with Tim at our launch there just uh, last week on this very topic, and I think you might get an argument, Timmy, somewhere down the track. Oh, but. Okay. 
We need to move on at 21 minutes past six o'clock at this time of the day, each and every Monday to Friday. We are going to do the paper round. I just see the paper boy. He's just cruising past. He's lobbed a couple of uh, ages. There's a Herald Sun's just lobbed. And do we, do long, this, do we do this, Dre? Have you ever read the Australian in your life, Bill? Do you realise there's a newspaper called The Australian? Actually, I don't read the age either because it's too big. You know, we're no, take... the age is just the perfect size, Bill. We are the going perfect to take size a break right, out right over now. The, the papers have arrived. Coming up after this, we'll do the paper round right here on the Morning Glory, SEN 1116. Today's world is fast-paced and impersonal.